Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. Welcome back, Torah Tribe. You're watching the channel that connects disciples of Yeshua to the eternal Torah of God. If you're new to the channel, in this series, I present a brief but thought-provoking nugget on the weekly Torah portion from a Messianic Jewish perspective. This week's Torah portion is Toldot, Genesis 25:19 through 28, 9, and here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, Jacob and Esau. The portion of Toldot gives us the backstory of the conflict between Isaac's twin sons, Jacob and Esau. From the womb, there was strife between them. Sensing the trouble within her, Rebekah asks the Lord, what is going on? He responds by telling her, two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. After telling of their unique birth, where Esau is born with Jacob holding on to his heel, the Torah quickly moves into the story of Esau spurning his birthright and selling it to his brother Jacob for a pot of lentil soup, setting the stage for what happens at the end of the portion. Number two, Isaac and Abimelech. Well, another famine hit Canaan as it did in the days of Abraham, and Isaac repeated his father's actions nearly verbatim. He took his family toward Egypt, but only as far as the Philistine city of Gerar. When he entered the city, he pretended that Rebekah was his sister, just like his father Abraham had done. One day, Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked out the window and saw Isaac flirting with Rebekah and realized that she was not Isaac's sister, but it was indeed his wife. He rebuked Isaac and sent out a decree that Rebekah be protected from any lustful man in his city. Once again, God protected his children despite their seemingly poor choices. Number three, Isaac blesses Jacob. Although God had promised Rebekah that Jacob would be the one he would choose over his older brother Esau, evidently it wasn't a known fact with the rest of the family. It seems as if Isaac fully intended to carry on with Esau at the lead. In his old age, his vision had gotten to the point that he had trouble making out one person from another. Evidently, he couldn't tell his sons apart by merely their looks. Rebekah uses this to her advantage and has Jacob pretend to be Esau when his brother was away in order to receive Isaac's blessing that was supposed to have been reserved for Esau. For many years after this event, Jacob would live in fear of his brother's retribution over this event. Hey guys, Hanukkah is less than a month away. If you want to have a great family experience for Hanukkah, be sure to pick up a copy of my book, Eight Lights, my Hanukkah how-to and devotional that will make each night of Hanukkah a night to remember. Besides practical instructions on how to celebrate Hanukkah, and the full text of 1 Maccabees that tells the story of Hanukkah, there's a devotion for each of the eight nights that focuses on one particular thing we can do to help us be better disciples of our Master Yeshua and to shine our light in this dark world. Be sure to check it out in the links below. This week's Torah commentary is called The Ancient Paths, and it comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 3. When Isaac settled in Gerar, he needed a source of water. Rather than digging new wells, he unearthed the wells his father had dug. We read, And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, which the Philistines had stopped up after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names that his father had given them. This is Genesis 26:18. The Midrash Gadol says 
that from these events, we learn the humility of Isaac. How so? Rather than digging new wells or renaming the ones that his father had dug, Isaac reopened his father's wells and gave them the same names that his father had given them. Isaac wasn't concerned about making a name for himself. He was concerned only about preserving the name of his father amid the peoples of the land. This kind of attitude is rare, especially in our day. When children leave the nest and journey out on their own, most often their mission is to make a name for themselves. And as they get older, they begin to think of ways to create some kind of legacy to immortalize themselves. The ancient pharaohs of Egypt built pyramids in an attempt to maintain their memory in this life as they pass to the next. And in a sense, they have. We still have these pyramids and speak the names of many of these Egyptian kings to this day. Kings and rulers have been betrayed and even murdered by their own sons and daughters because of their hunger for power and fame. The egocentric seed within the heart of man often blossoms to bring forth its fruit at the expense of the ones from whom that very life was given. The prophet Malachi, however, foresaw a day in which this propensity would come to an end. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. This is Malachi chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, or chapter 4, verse 5 and 6 in a non-Jewish publicized Bible. The actions of Isaac and Parshat Toldot foreshadow this prophetic future and give us a glimpse of a time when the hearts of parents and children are turned one toward another. As we have previously mentioned, the portion of Toldot begins with the unusual statement, these are the generations, the Hebrew toldot, of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham fathered Isaac. This is Genesis 25, 19. The toldot, or the legacy of Isaac, was that he was an identical image of his father Abraham, both physically and spiritually. He received his character from his father. Abraham had another older son, Ishmael, but Ishmael didn't inherit the blessings and covenant from his father. Isaac was the true heir to the covenant God made with his father. As it says, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. Genesis 21, 12. His heart was toward his father and his father's heart was toward him. Although Isaac was a foreshadowing of the prophetic events revealed to the prophet Malachi, how will this reality be made manifest in the future? The gospels record for us the calling of John the Immerser as spoken by the angel Gabriel. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. This is Luke chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. How did John accomplish this mission? Through his gospel proclamation, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Those who heeded his good news repented from their ways, and God renewed their hearts, causing their hearts to be properly oriented toward both God and man. The same is true today. If true repentance takes place, it will produce the fruit of righteousness. Where are we on this timeline today? Are our children growing closer to us and our spiritual fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Or are they growing more distant? May we fully accept the gospel message of repentance so that our generation will have a heart for the fathers and our fathers for our children. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out my latest video in my series, 
five book that changed my life if you haven't already. Or you can check out the video in last week's tour portion entitled Strangers and Aliens. I'll see you next time with another Messianic insight into the eternal Torah of God. Blessings from Amet Torah. Are you enjoying the 5-Minute Torah podcast? Want to share these five minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. Perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.